0: Understand last Sunday somebody put an Alabama cup on my puppet. Dear God, we expel that demon out of this puppet. I feel better now. Why? Oh, uh, they got demons in them too. I think the whole bunch do. Well, I'm grateful to be here this Sunday because last Sunday it was tough. <clears throat> And I don't know, my wife asked me, why are you getting this so often? I said, I wish I knew. I'd sure not do it. She, uh, <laughs> she looked at me and she said, I, I believe you ought to be able to go ahead and preach on Sunday. I just didn't say nothing. Well, she got the stomach virus this weekend. <laughs> and boy, it knocked her for a loop. And I looked at her and I said, this day, how would you like to go teach? A Bible study to the women she said, I'm sorry I said anything, <laughs> but you know, today I want to talk about being either grateful or you're a grumbler. I believe I got some grumblers here in the house. I just feel like you just like to grumble. you like Scrooge at Christmas time. Well, Paul said in First Thessalonians five eighteen, Be thankful." In all circumstances, you mean all of them, Mike? Standing at the my grave, my mama's grave this week, and uh, it's hard to do that. <laughs> yeah, even in that, be thankful. Be thankful in your triumphs. Be thankful in your trouble. And by the way, if you were born of a woman, the Bible says you're going to have trouble. And some of you in the middle of that trouble right now. You know, by the grace of God, you're here. But Paul says, be thankful in all circumstances for this is God's will for you who belong to Jesus. What's that mean? It means that giving thanks is not a choice. It's a command. How do you like that one? You just feel like sometimes somebody needs to make you be thankful. You see, gratitude is not an option. It's an obligation. Not an option if you're a believer. We're told to give thanks in everything. You say, well, Mike, if you'd have told me to thank God in most things, I can live with that. If you tell me that I can thank God in the good things that happen to me, I'll live with that. But in everything? That's what Paul says. Everything. You see, Thanksgiving has nothing to do with feelings. Aren't you glad salvation has nothing to do with feelings? I'll tell you what, last Sunday I felt lost or in a goose. Not only that, I lost everything but my heart. But isn't it cool that your salvation is not based on your feelings? It's based on fact, faith, and... The fact of what Jesus did. Well, guess what? Thanksgiving is not based on feelings either. You're not always going to feel thankful, but that doesn't mean that we are not to be thankful for what God's given us. Well, that's easy for Paul to say, was it? Paul was run out of Thessalonica at the threat of losing his life. Paul had been beaten, whipped, imprisoned, shipwrecked, stoned, left for dead. In Acts 16, we're told that Paul and Silas were beaten with rods, whipped, scourged, and thrown in the Philippian jail. And yet, at midnight, we hear Paul and Silas, what? Singing. I wonder how many of you be cussing. Not Paul and Silas. They were singing. They could have been sighing for sorrow. Sad testimony for sore eyes but no they were singing why because Jesus was real to them in their heart and life Proverbs 10 22 says the blessing of the Lord makes one rich and he adds no sorrow with it if you're a Christian you've been blessed by God would you say amen to that Well, that was weak if you've been blessed by God I want you to know that you're rich Somebody defined a Christian this way. A Christian is someone that does not have to consult their bank book to see how wealthy they are. But you see, we get in this rut sometimes thinking because we've got all this lack and want to all do all this stuff, and we can't do it because we don't have it. That doesn't mean you're not rich. Maybe you need Jesus to sell a few of them cattle on a thousand hills, and he'll do it. Sometimes, though, he doesn't because he has a reason for having you where you're at. So you'll quit thinking it's you and you'll start responding on that it's him that wants to get the honor and glory and power of all this stuff. I wonder how many of you think about the, just the simple blessings of every day. How about food? you thank God for your food? I was watching a program this last week on somewhere in Mangang, Africa. 53,000 kids sleeping on the side of a road with a piece of plastic to shelter them from the, from the rain and the elements. Can I ask you, any? did anybody sleep under plastic last night? I, I, I'm careful to ask that because I know there, in times gone past, there was a few that were. Anybody doubt this morning or worried this morning where you were going to get your food? You see, we, we in America, we don't have no touch whatsoever. We have lost touch with the, with the main population of our world. <clears throat> Two-thirds of the world goes to bed hungry every night. One-third of the world is underfed. One-third of the world is starving to death. You and I can't comprehend that because you're too blessed. You know, if we complain, we complain because of dirty dishes. You know, I, I'm not much on washing dishes, and, but I don't like to see them be dirty anymore than anybody else. And so what I do is fill up the sink and put soap suds in them and let, them, let the soap suds get up above the dishes. And then I don't have to see them. <laughs> I don't wash them. I just don't see them no more until the next that day, and there's all kind of weird stuff floating around there that I wished I would have went ahead and washed them. Of course, Cindy does most of that anyway. (laughs) You didn't have to say, "Uh (laughs) uh-huh. I believe we ought to be thankful for dirty dishes. Why? Thank God for dirty dishes. They have a tale to tell. While others may go hungry, we've eaten very well. With home, health, and happiness, I shouldn't want to fuss by the stack of evidence that God's been very good to us. Normally, a stack of dishes means you hadn't washed them in a year or you're eating. Kind of what I like about Thanksgiving (laughs) get to eat. Good stuff. Well, Psalms 103, verse 2 says, Blessed. Bless the Lord, O my soul, forget not all of his benefits. What are God's benefits? Well, are you taxed on sunlight? Hey, don't tell the government. They'll figure out a way. We have a sunset, sunlight, it's free. I'm not taxed on it, are you? It's a benefit of God. You know, when you get to see or hear... Bird singers smell flowers in the springtime. That's free. It doesn't cost you anything. Well, let's just suppose all of a sudden God, God decides that he's going to go on strike and wipe out our benefits. How you like that? How good is it that God above has never gone on strike because he was not treated fair and things he didn't like? If once... Or only once he had given up and said, that's it, I'm through. I've had enough of those on earth, so this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to give orders to the sun, turn off the heat supply. And to the moon, give no more light. And run the oceans dry. Then just to make things really tough, put the pressure on and turn off the vital oxygen till breath is all gone. Did you realize how much you were getting free? What happens if God were to go on strike? Other things that we take for granted. You know, I had to go to the hospital in the last few weeks and I forgot what it was like. I was grumbling because of 278 traffic. You poor souls. They'd have to drive to Atlanta every day. But do you drive to Atlanta grumbling? I guess if you grumble over the dishes you didn't wash, you're grumbling because of the traffic. You're grumbling because of an old sorry, grouchy boss. Or you're grumbling, grumbling because you have to go to work. How grateful we ought to be. You know, we ought to think about some of the things when we start grumbling about, he says, and, and tax time is right around the corner. How many of you going to start grumbling because you had to pay taxes? If you've got to pay taxes, you know what that means? <laughs> Dummy, you made some money. You going to grumble about that? In Russia, a man has to work one hour to earn one loaf of bread. Now, this is the reason why I don't rush off to Russia. In America, we only work six minutes. For a quart of milk, the average Russian works one hour and 11 minutes. An American works nine minutes. For a suit of clothes, a Russian must work 583 man hours. In America, 38. Go to the thrift store, two and a half. I don't know why I said that. (laughs) Plain cotton dress. Don't want to leave you ladies out. In Russia, 225 hours. In America, four hours. Ephesians 5, 20, Paul says, Give thanks always for all things to the God, the Father, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. You know, this time, I I used to hear people say, I just don't like Thanksgiving. I I don't like Christmas because I'll tell you why. It makes me sad. And I never had really understand that, of course, till this year. And I'm not sad because my mom is not in heaven, and I'm not sad because my dad's in heaven. I'm not sad because they're in heaven. I'm sad because they ain't with me. And, of course, also, I don't have no place to go this year either. Cindy's mama decided, I've had enough. I can't do this no more. She quit. This is the first year not only am I an orphan. I don't have no place to go for Thanksgiving. Now, don't go ahead and invite me to any place because I already got a place to go. But Thanksgiving is a tough time because that's normally when family gets together. But how many years have you grumbled about having to go to your family's house? I know how many years I grumbled every year. Every Christmas I grumbled. I'll just be honest. Now... I wish I'd have never, I wish I'd have just soaked it in. There was an elderly man in Phoenix that called his son in New York and said to him, I hate to run your day, son, but I have some bad news to tell you. You and your, you and, uh, your, me and your mother, we're going to get a divorce. Forty years of misery is enough. We're sick of each other. And so call your sister in Chicago and tell her. Well, the son was just beside himself, so he called his sister, and she said, Do what? So she calls immediately and says, Dad, you are not getting a divorce. I'll take care of this. So she immediately said, we, I'm coming to Thanksgiving. I'll be there tomorrow, and I'm going to call your son, and he's coming too. Don't you do one single thing until I get there. I'm, I'm coming. Don't do something foolish. <laughs> he hung up the phone. He turned to his wife. He said, okay, honey, the kids are coming for Thanksgiving, and they're paying their own plane ticket." You know, I think sometimes my mama thought she had to do drastic measures to get me there. (laughs) But you know what? You may be facing some reality of that struggle. There may be some serious stuff in there that's not funny because you're contemplating it. And, And I want you to know that you're no different than maybe the young woman who wrote her mother from college and said, Dear mom, I'm sorry I hadn't written sooner. My arm's broken and my left legs broken as well. I broke them when I jumped from the second store, story floor of my dormitory caught on fire. Well, I was lucky, though, because a young, a young service station attendant saw the blaze, and he called the fire department. They showed up in minutes, and I was in the hospital for a few days. The service st- station attendant's name, Mama, is Paul, and he come to see me every day. And because it's taken so long, To get the dormitory rebuilt, Mama, I I moved in with Paul. He'd been so nice. I'll admit, Mama, I have to tell you, I'm pregnant. But don't worry. Paul and I plan on getting married just as soon as he gets his divorce, Mama. I hope things are fine at home, and I'm doing fine, and, and we'll write more when I get the chance. Love your daughter, Susie. Now, maybe you got one of them letters this year. Maybe you're going through something that tragic, but I like what you said. P.S. Mom, none of that's true. That's above. It's all a lie. But, Mom, I did get a C in sociology and a flunk chemistry. I just wanted you to receive this news in its proper perspective. See, some of you got some news in its proper perspective, and maybe it ain't good. Maybe you don't like what's happened. Maybe you don't like what's happening in your family. But you know what? Paul says, in spite of it all, in everything, we ought to give thanks. If you're not, then I'll tell you what we're doing, and that is grumbling. I'm going to bounce on this one quick. A wise man once said, I, I used to think people complained because they had a lot of problems. Now I realize they have a lot of problems because they complain. <laughs> it was the children of Israel that cried out unto God one day, Oh, we need deliverance from Egypt. God heard the cry, sent the man, men. What should have taken 11 days took 40 years to get to the promised land. What took them so long? They grumbled and complained. You know why some of you are so long in the, in the desperation that you're in? Because you haven't praised God for your situation. You're complaining about your situation. You're grumbling. Paul says, hey, don't complain. Don't grumble. Thank God for your situation. Because in that situation, for some unknown prophetic future and and present meaning, God has you there. And don't miss why he has you there. For Patty, it was cancer and right now a healing. For Marion, same cancer but death. For the others that we know, I don't know. I don't question why God does all that he does because I don't know why God does all why the reason he does. But I know he knows. And I'm not trusting the question or the answer. I'm trusting God to know better than me. Or even why. Philippians 2.13 says Paul says do everything without complaining or arguing so that you may become blameless and pure children of God without fault in a crooked and perverse generation in which you shine like stars in the universe. Ephesians 5.19 says sing and make music in your heart to the Lord and always give thanks to God the Father of everything. Always means like Daniel. He He got up in the book of Daniel chapter 6, three times a day and did nothing but praise God. Was Daniel's circumstances worth praiseworthy? No, he was in captivity. He was under the, the, the higher arm of, of, the, of, of the king who was wicked. There's nothing good going on with Daniel. But yet, he didn't sit there and complain three times a t- day of God of his situations. He praised God. For those three days. Or, or three times a day. Someone said. If you have food in your refrigerator. Clothes on your back. A roof on your head over your head. $20 in your pocket. And a place to sleep. You're rich. You see. We really don't in America. Look at it that way. You got to have a whole lot more in your pocket. Before you feel rich. And the fact of it is. When you understand that what's in your pocket can take wings and the Old Testament says fly away, you really don't have it, do you? God's just letting you hang on for it for a reason. There was a woman who married an old negative, griping, complaining man. Ain't any of you in there like that, is there? Anybody in here like that? Just gripe, complain over everything. Well, she married such a guy, and she said, you know what? I'm going to, for one morning, make sure that he has no reason to complain if it kills me. So she went upstairs, and she said, I want to know what is it that would make you happy, or at least you think you'd be happy. What can I do? She said, he said, fix my breakfast. I want two eggs and fresh coffee, one scrambled, one fried. So man, she headed off to the store and bought the bet, the coffee that he loved the most, went by a fresh egg farm, picked up two fresh eggs, headed back, she was just a whistling in the kitchen, and she was precisely with great precision, scrambling one egg and frying the other, and the coffee was brewing and smelling great. And she heads upstairs, and Mona Trey puts it on his lap and he looks at it and he says, "I cannot believe this." What's wrong? She said, you scrambled the wrong egg. (laughs) The fact of it is, sometimes there are things going to happen that it doesn't matter what you do, it isn't going to be pleasant. And there are people that you just can't please. And you know what I learned? My wife learned this too. We can't fully please one You can't do it. You don't have the ability to do it. You're not that good looking. You're not that nice to 100% please your mate, 100% all the time. You ain't that good. You're not that smart. So where's all this happiness got to come from? It better come not only from a thankful heart, but a heart that is longing for home. You know, now we have a lot invested in heaven, don't we? I feel like I do. And you know what? Used to, I'd say, man, if I die right now, I'd be the lonely. I'd be the only one taking care of my two little girls. Well, not now. I got some help. <laughs> I can go now. I'll be fine. Mom, come here. Understand, in this life, we are going to suffer. We're going to have trouble, but we'll have triumph. We're going to have grief, but we'll have glee. We're going to have happiness, but we're going to have heartache. All in the same basket. But you know... In this church, some of you happy today. Some of you have contentment today. But some of you come in here sad. Some of you come in here troubled. Some of you come in here with sin slap in your life, and you know it. You know it. And I can't lead you into the Lord's Supper without, first of all, as Miss Patty comes, she's already there, to the piano, because we got to deal with this sin. I don't want any of you getting sick, sleeping, because you haphazardly went into the Lord's Supper. I don't know what your sin is, and thank God you don't know what mine was. Why'd you say it was? Because this morning I had to deal with it. What is your sin today? What is your sorrow today? What is your, the issues that you have inside today? What's on your mind? Because I'm going to tell you something. Today, Jesus ought to be on your mind. And some of you already think about what, how you're going to get to what restaurant you're going to go to. You had no more listen, man to man. But that's why trouble comes. The Lord knows how to get your attention, don't he? Trouble brings us to a point in our lives where we're in no other way. Boy, my dad, when he used to get out that belt, he'd pop it. Pow! Boy, he had my attention. Yes, sir, what did I do wrong? Let's get this corrected. Can we do it without a whipping? Sometimes I could. Sometimes it could. You can come to this altar and deal with whatever ails you today spiritually, and maybe you'll detour a whipping, whatever that might be. As we go to the Lord's Supper today, as He faced suffering in the light of all that He was going to do for you and me, the Bible says He gave thanks. Would you stand with me? And as Patty begins to